There's plenty of fish in the sea. But the sea is full of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Two Pisces, guys. I am your host. One of your hosts. <laughs> I am your host. I am your host. I forgot my name, but I, I am, am the I'm captain a, now. I am the captain now. <laughs> I was doing that the other time. The other thing, I was like, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Trash. So I am India, and I am joined by the ever beautiful, the ever graceful, the ever smart, the ever charismatic the ever humorous the ever fantastical the ever sexy Bianca Neilshaw present (laughs) (laughs) that is me I am here you literally (laughs) looked at my boobs as you said that I did and I was into it you're living for it I was into it I'm not wearing a bra right now so I think it you know just got out of the shower hair's wet rock out with your cock out love it as I would say. <laughs> yeah, guys, welcome back to another week of us talking a little bit of shit. It's your weekly dating podcast for emotionally unavailable millennials. That's us. Such as India and myself. Well, well how's your week been, India? It's been all right. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, been a busy one. Yes. Very exciting things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of growth. Yes. Uh, my dog has just left me for a week, which is a bit sad. <laughs> my dog's left me. And he decided he wanted to go on a holiday. So he's... To his fascia. To, to his fascia. <laughs> my Marsha and my fascia. My, my, my fascia, but I yeah. mean, like, we obviously know who he loves the most. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going, Yeah, so he's gone. So now I've got, like, mama's week off. Yeah, nice. Mama's going to get lickety-loose. Lickety-loose. Multiple meanings. Multiple meanings. Nice. How's your week been? Yeah, my week's been good. A couple of eye-opening things have happened, which have made me realise... A couple of things in my dating life, which has been very interesting. Um, always good to learn. But I feel like I've been, like, obsessing over the TikTok uh, tarot readings. Like, manifestation? Like manifestation. Yeah. But not even manifesting. Like, it's saying, if you want someone to contact you right now, say these words. And I'm like... Not three times. Well, three, and six, like, and nine times. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll, tr- I'll, I'll test give it. A go. I'll test it. Or the one where it's like... While you're watching this video, your crush will message you throughout the, like, in, while you're watching this video. Yeah, literally. And I'm, like, like, sitting there waiting. Yeah, you're, like. Pizza I, Hut will text me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're literally sand and sky and Pizza Hut. And you're, like, wow, I should Domino, definitely buy your learn. $110 life pack. <laughs> but, no, I've been getting really into them. And um, Mads, our best friend, she keeps saying, she's, like, dude, it's a fucking algorithm. And I'm, like, no, but the videos, <laughs> like, even though I'm a very sane I would, I hope to think an intelligent human. You are very intelligent. I am always sucked into it. It's yeah. like a pyramid scheme or TikTok. They're like, this video, it's made for you. This is witch talk. And I'm like, wow. Okay. There's no hashtags. It must be for me. It's be, it's made for me. Yeah. It's like, they were like, you know who needs to see this? And they're like, you've yeah, got the lover's card. And you're like, no, I no, don't. I do not. I've got the loser's card. But you know what? <laughs> like for those of you that do or do not dabble in the tarot cards, mm-hmm. I feel like... We should all do a reading very time soon. I actually did my it's last so fun. one and thinking now to my current position. Yes. It's making sense. And well, you know yeah. what? The crazy thing. Mm. When I was with the next partner of mine, yeah. my bestie and I did a tarot card reading mm. and it was the most intense reading I've ever had in my whole entire life. Yes. And everything was pointing to me breaking up with him. Fuck. And it was like, you should do it. You should do it. You need to do it. And then I did that, and then a month later I tried. 
<laughs> I tried and failed got miserably. Denied. <laughs> denied. Then I got dumped later. Cut off. <laughs> <laughs> you are the weakest link. You are the weakest link. You have been kicked off. Yeah. Celebrity apprentice. More like lover's apprentice. Lover's apprentice. Yeah. Got kicked off episode one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Seriously. I literally was looking at, so we've had the new Bachelorette. She's oh, been announced. I'm Brooke, so excited. Is it, how do I? Brooke, Brooke Blurton. She's right. been announced as the next Bachelorette. Yeah. And amazing time in television because obviously she identifies as pansexual. She's also Indigenous, which is really amazing mm-hmm. that they're having, um, I guess, a step in the right direction yeah. on Australian TV. There's also going to be, because she's pansexual, they're going to have female and male castings. It actually Love came out that. the other day, like sponsored. They're still looking for someone. And I was like, wow. That's incredible. I'm so excited. Awesome. I think that this actually could be one of the most watched yeah. Bachelor or Bachelorette seasons. I know, but like even just people being intrigued, yeah, I curious. think it's really amazing that they're having like male and female, yeah. but just intrigued to see her journey because she obviously was on Nick Cummins' well, mm-hmm. like the Badgers season, the Honey Badger, so. And she left really early and, like, right. didn't say anything. And she said post-Batchy that apparently he had, like, turned off his mic and he said, I'm not going to pick anyone at the end. And she was like, what the fuck? And then so she left. told her. Yeah, because wow. he obviously cared about her. He obviously, like, really liked her, but he was like, oh, but then I he just like, don't think. he, like, kind of dragged it out for everybody else. I would assume there's, like, you just don't know what's involved in reality TV. I'd be really interested to talk to, like, an ex batchy person like obviously we don't get want to get them for defamation but i'd be interested to talk to them and be like what is it actually like behind the scenes so we're literally looking up batchy right now we're like yeah sorry guys if you can hear that typing yeah it's bad for the two that were left at the end if he's done that and told somebody else i know well think about it like sophie team or timon she's awesome um she seems to be going quite well as kind of like a lifestyle influencer she has i think a something with her sister a business venture there and then obviously Brittany hockley she's just fucking killing it with life uncut so even it's like temporarily like temporary heartbreak brings 10 million subscribers now britney hockley is happily with a little with a man yeah tennis player tennis player and he is off jumping around the countries playing around the countries britney said that she'll be joining him so at least you got a happy ending in the end guys exactly exactly and we hope um brooke does too yes very excited to watch it hope you guys are too you know what we could do is we could do like a mental dump each week. Oh, the budget. I actually wouldn't mind that. It's like all. our key takeaways from the week. Yes, yeah, so we'd be like, they're fucked, they're fucked, they're cool, they're, <laughs> they're cool. going to win, they're going to win. Exactly. And I'm super interested. Exactly. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. Should we get into the episode? Let's do it. So, Nishi, what is today's episode about? Today's episode is a sneaky little guy about what does an unhealthy relationship look right. like? And I feel like we all kind of know the identifiers. It is very subjective. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you find healthy, mm-hmm. what you find unhealthy, what you what find toxic, are. what yep. your boundaries are, what your what moral your values is. are. Yep. Your wor- like, there's a lot of there's a lot, a lot of things We're that um, contribute bit. to it. Yeah, yeah, let's unpack it. But um, I guess unhealthy behaviors. We've spoken about it before. We've spoken about lack of communication. We've spoken about red flags, mm-hmm. little funny ones like what gives us the ick. But I guess. Toxic and unhealthy relationship is in everyday life. It's not just Mm -hmm. in dating and relationships. And obviously this is a dating and relationship podcast. But 
Today we're kind of focusing on romantic and sexual yeah. relationship, but however, a lot of this advice will kind of filter out into yeah. your everyday relationships, whether that's with your family, with your friends, with your co-workers. <clears throat> I guess that's where the work starts because, yeah. you know, it's like nature versus nurture. That's mm-hmm. where your nurture is coming from. So I guess we're going to go through what a toxic relationship looks like mm-hmm. to a couple of the experts. We've also asked our audience members, thank you in advance for <laughs> all of your answers. They were fantastic. And, yeah, just unpack it a little bit, as India said. Cool. Yeah. Well, should we jump into it? Let's jump in. (laughs) Are we recording? (laughs) Watch Bring It On. Ready? Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. I saw a man and now I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) I will beat his ass. Ah! Wait, are we recording? I chop his dick into different uh, pieces. You know what? I saw this thing on TikTok the other day and I'm going to send it to you. So you can be like, this is what India's going to do to his penis. So Nishi. Yes. Today's episode is on unhealthy, what an unhealthy relationship looks like, right? So Correct. what is a toxic relationship or an unhealthy relationship? So I saw a fun little sentence from um, author Mark Manson. Who, so he's the author of Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which... He's a little bit problematic sometimes, but then he's actually got a really great point, which I wanted to read out to you guys. So it said, a toxic relationship occurs when one or both people are prioritizing love over the three core components of a healthy relationship, respect, trust, and affection. And this was really interesting to India and I, Mm -hmm. because I feel like when he says prioritizing love, I almost feel like it's this kind of intergenerational, uh, outdated look of love. So what right. would love be, say, for, you know, our parents, for our grandparents? Yeah, completely so, different to what it looked like for us, right? It, exactly. It was almost like getting married young, having kids young, staying married for 50 years. Yeah, it was to have that family. It was to have that partner. The was, nuclear family, yeah, the four yeah. kids and the dog and the yeah. white picket fence. Yeah. And I feel like it's really just not what society is right now. No, I feel like for us now it's definitely focused on happiness mm. and our happiness and happiness within your relationship. Yeah. Like it's not so much focused on this is what you must do. Mm. I feel like those walls have been broken down and it's now – what so, do you want? Exactly. It's almost like a focus on emotional intelligence within yourself, but then also the people around you. Yeah. And I do really feel like that's an intergenerational thing, but it's also like this romanticized movie love. love idea of seeing this guy and, you know, seeing him across the room and instantly like, you know, love at mm. first sight. Yeah. But I think it's almost like that toxicity of moving past those red yeah. flags. And as you said previously, putting them on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's also like... This is also directly supported by a lot of toxic relationships within movies. And you yep. can see as we go into the episode, you can actually, you can break down what we've broken down as key points mm-hmm. uh, for a toxic relationship. You can actually see some of these points within certain relationships on TV. Like, for yep. instance, I'm going to say it's probably not going to be loved by everybody, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, big and Carrie Bradshaw. Oh my god, fuck. Yes. yes. That was such an unhealthy and toxic relationship. It can we just, just can we just fucking cancel Big and please I like I love oh, Aiden. I love Aiden. Aiden. I love Steve too even though he fucked oh, he fucked I up know. with Miranda, but I'm a massive Aiden fan. Yeah. But Aiden's but you just know fucking why? hot. I'm just the builder works with his hands. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not even that. I think it's like the hair. It's the hair yeah. for me, and like big. I think is too much of a dad. I'm like, no, yeah. sorry, I'm but not. He's interested. very like macho, and like even in the movies, the whole concept of him not wanting to get married and then running away because his wife was happy. Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah, what? literally, it's the lack of emotional intelligence. Yeah, that gets or even me. support kind of for fucks her. Me up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Drove me insane. Exactly. But I guess Love like... Love it though. Yeah. Still cry every time I watch Still, it. I know, literally. <laughs> the movie scene where... You humiliated me. Oh, oh, don't. I would literally... Oh, in the second I movie. Cry. No, it's no, in the, the, in first, the first movie. In the first movie at the very end. Uh, when Charlotte goes for lunch and then yeah. she sees Big and she tries to rush out. She's very pregnant and like yeah. smashes all the glass on the way out. And she runs out to the car and she goes... She said to Carrie before, she's like, I know what I'm going to say to Big. I've got this if talk. I ever if, see she, him. if I ever see him, this is what I'm going to say. I curse the day you were born. And then she goes into labor. And she's like, oh fuck! <laughs> she goes to call a taxi. <laughs> taxi, and he's like, she's like, don't touch me. And he's get like, get in my car. Get in my car. Fuck. Oh, Let's watch that after this episode. I'm, I'm we kidding. should. Okay. <laughs> but we'll tell Maddie. Going already. back into Mark Manson's definition. It also, like, it might sound a bit crazy. Like, yeah. We're thinking, oh, but everyone wants to stay in a relationship because of love. But he's almost saying, like, love shouldn't just be the only reason to stay no. in a relationship. And it really clouds our judgment because we go, wow, they care about me so much. I care about them so much. Yeah. It's, you can still love someone, but you can, don't have to necessarily be yeah. in love with them. And especially if there are some of these toxic tendencies, they're really overlooked sometimes. Yeah, and exactly. I guess that's what we kind of wanted to chat about. Yeah, so, so we'll go straight, we'll kind of just jump straight into it. So yes. this is one that I loved and it was, he's called it the relationship scorecard. Yes. And this, for instance, is when you... When you do something and then your partner will be like, he does something, but then he's like, oh, but then remember that time that you did that? Yeah. So and he's like keeping a scorecard oh, of every time you guys are fucked up. So it's the keeping oh, score yeah. phenomenon. It's when someone like you're dating continues to blame you for past mistakes. So yeah, you did. It's like tit for tat. It's you did in, something. You did something. <laughs> you were an asshole at Cynthia's 28th birthday back in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ruin your life. Don't even get me started because this scorecard was brought out in a situation where what I did was nowhere near as bad as what the other person did. So Yeah, but it's not. But that's the thing. It's not the tip for tat. No. I think it's the It's the communication as yeah, well. Yeah, it's the toxicity of yeah. the lack of communication. Because yeah. if you're really upset about something, you should chat about yeah. it straight away. and then, Not hold on to it for six months. Yeah, but like choose to move on if you don't. And if you don't want to move on, break up with them. Exactly. That's literally it. So why it's kind of toxic because it's, like, it's two things. So not only you're deflecting like the current issue, mm-hmm. whatever is happening, why ever you're fighting, you're focusing on those previous wrongs. But you're kind of like putting this guilt and this bitterness from the past and you're using it to manipulate your partner. Yeah. Did I someone say gaslighting? <laughs> gaslighting. <laughs> so pretty much you're like using all your energy to prove that like you've done the worst thing. I'm yeah. fucked too, but like you're more fucked. But it's also like you're not accepting your partner for who they are. They, they We're all going to make mistakes. Mm. We're all going to screw up every now and then. But if you're holding on to something that bothered you a year ago, yeah, not okay. I just think about the individual drainage of that of my emotional capacity i think about if i ever hold on to i like i really find it difficult Mm. in general to hold on to anger i know i always i always forgive i don't necessarily (laughs) i never forget i don't forget but it's to the point of you're aware of it you're emotionally aware of it and you're going okay this is how i'm going to react in this situation if it happens again like i know i kind of have that those learnings now yeah but you really need to forgive and like just let your body and your man mind forgive because that shit is so draining yeah i actually can't do it so what does he suggest to do instead of this so 
he has said to deal with issues individually unless they are legitimately connected. If yeah. someone habitually cheats, then it's obviously a reoccurring problem. Oh yeah, that's fucked too. Yeah. It's crucial to understand that by choosing to be with your significant other, you are choosing to be with all their prior actions and behaviours. Yeah. So if you don't accept those, then why the fuck are you with them exactly. in the first place? It's like, you know how people say once a cheater, always a cheater? Yeah. It's complete. I find this a little bit outdated purely for the fact it could have been 10 years ago. Today's episode is brought to you from our friends at Motive Coworking who have given us a cheeky five-day free trial for you guys to try out the space. It's dog-friendly, you've got free meeting rooms, you've got free barbecues on Fridays and you get to hang out with me, India, and other than that, you get to hang out with Jack and Perry. Yeah, you get to hang out with Jack and Perry, the men in our life that aren't toxic at all. <laughs> <laughs> you can head to motivecoworking.com slash to Pisces to redeem your five-day free trial. Ooh. Come hang out with us. Love to see ya. Okay, this next one oh. is such a thing and this is a massive... <laughs> I hate this. In romantic relationships, but let alone like friends, co-workers. Yeah. I hate it with co-workers. This fucks me up. So dropping hints, I've got my air quotes, hints and other like kind of passive aggressive behaviors. So what exactly is it? So instead of saying something like outright and saying, hey, you know, you upset me. It's like your partner tries to nudge you in the right idea of figuring it out. When I was younger and I didn't really know how to like communicate effectively, I just expect people to know. I'm like, they should know I'm upset. They should know. So I'm going to fucking be an asshole to them and I'm going to be like, Pass me the salt. <laughs> but like you're pretty much just being fucking petty. Yeah. Um, so you feel justified. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's not even easy, explaining the but it's situation. it's an easy way to piss your partner off. Yeah. So that it's just starting another fucking argument. Exactly. But why is it toxic? Because it shows that you two are not comfortable communicating openly. <laughs> yeah. Like a person has no reason to be passive aggressive, right? If you're yeah. in a relationship, mm-hmm. you should feel safe talking. But yeah, if you're, if expressing you're, anger, yeah, expressing like whether anything. it's happiness, anger, anything. I would assume you feel safe in a relationship to express yeah, what you need. But also it's like dropping these hints is because you feel like you'll be judged or criticized for being honest, right? Yeah. But it's also that thing like if they're seeing someone, they're going, oh, I don't know, you know, whether to ask them what we are because I don't want to rock the boat. You, we will say it now and we'll say it again, you asking for the bare minimum or literally asking for what you need is not needy. It's not an, in a negative literally space. It's literally... Minimum. The bare minimum. You need what you need. Yeah. And you need to be in a positive and happy, thriving life. Yeah. So why the fuck are we... Can we just... Why let's are we scared of that? being criticised or judged? For being, for being honest. honest. But, like, honest about what you need. Exactly. It just boggles my fucking oh, brain. Because we feel like we're being difficult. Yeah. Like, that's fucking ridiculous, It's man. like this... So so what do we do if we have a partner who is passive aggressive or who drops hints or if you are that person because you are too scared to communicate openly because you might be in a toxic relationship. So what should we do? I'm thinking as the person, so the person that say is being passive aggressive, I know it's part of my three C's guys, but I'm going to drill this into your head to the cows come home. That's another C, (laughs) four C's. Communication. You need to state your feelings and your desires openly purely for the fact that they can't read your mind. And I think the best way to look at this is from the outside looking in. So exactly. So if you're the person, like if someone's being passive aggressive to you and you're like, what the fuck? I really just don't understand. Yeah. The fact that they're not communicating with you, number one, it's frustrating, but also it's really hard for you to give them what they want or just even be able to start the conversation with them. And like, if they love you, they're going to support you. Even if it's not what they want to hear, they're going to support the fact that you're being honest with them. 
and open. And they'll, they'll thank you for that. Exactly. They'll, they'll think, if they do love you, they'll thank you for that communication. Because exactly. Communication makes you feel closer to another person. All right. Well, halfway through the six signs that you're in a toxic relationship, what is number three? We've got holding the relationship hostage. Now, this is an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, I'm a bit, I don't know. Uh, it is when one person has a criticism or complaint and blackmails the other person by threatening the commitment of the relationship as a whole. Yes. So what are the examples that Mark's talked about here? For instance, if someone feels like you've been cold to them, instead of actually saying you feel like they're being, being cold to you. Like what can we do to yeah, remedy this? I can't date someone who is cold to me. Yeah. Well, it's almost that gaslighting thing and like the emotional yeah. thing of just going... The, I'm putting our well, relationship they, yeah. on the line. But he's also not saying, or she's not saying in this situation, what they need. Yeah. He's literally saying, this is what I don't want. Well, then tell me what you need. Exactly. It's almost like the smallest hiccup in the relationship or in the flow of the relationship. It's yeah. this perceived commitment crisis. So you could be like, you're not going to eat gluten. I can't date someone that doesn't eat gluten. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. But, and like my ex would probably laugh about this if he heard it. But I remember... I'd gone to the doctors and they'd say, you've got like a slight gluten intolerance. You should just try not eat gluten. And I remember I was like, I was being a petty bitch. And I remember he wouldn't eat. No, he was being petty too. Sorry. I feel like this <laughs> argument. I Shots feel like, fired. no, I feel like I, I had some kind of merit, but pretty much I was like, Hey, you should try eat not gluten with me and just see if it makes you feel lighter or like, I'm going to try some gluten-free bread. Hey, did you want to grab some too? Yeah. And he was like, oh, no. And I said, oh, like you don't want to feel lighter. Like I was just, you know, <laughs> having a conversation with him. And he goes, no, I just don't want to do it. And I said, oh, but like why? <laughs> and he's like, I don't like the taste. And I was like, you haven't tried it before. How would you not like the taste? And it was absolute back and forth because he f- refused to do it. And it got into this massive fight and it was so fucking stupid. And I was like... Actually, you know what? My, I used to cook two different pastas. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. One for me because I used to eat gluten-free and one mm-hmm. for my now ex. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just fucking eat the gluten-free pasta. It tastes the exact same. It tastes the exact, the same. exact same. Oh, my fucking God. And that's it's what killed me. better. And you feel better for it at the end. Oh, seriously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what are they saying to do instead of like, like it's. I think holding the relationship hostage sounds a bit hectic, but I think it's just like riding on a little criticism or like a little speed bump and going this, you know, I'm going to break up with you over this. Like it seems a really, really silly. So like, it's obviously fine to get upset at your partner or not to like something about them. Like that's normal human being behavior, but you, I guess it's the having that understanding that committing to a person and always liking a person are not the same thing. You're not always going to like no. what people are going to say. So like you can be eternally devoted to someone, but you can still get annoyed and angry yeah. at them. So why the fuck are you holding this relationship on by a thread saying, I'm going to break up with you if you don't do this? You already signed up for the relationship anyway. Yeah. And two people that well, two partners who are capable of communicating the feedback yeah. or criticism yeah. without judgment or blackmail will strengthen that relationship. It will make it stronger because, guys, communication is fucking key. True. True that. True that. Now, this one's an interesting one, and we mm-hmm. don't really know how we feel about this. Yeah. We want to hear we your thoughts. We discuss this together. We discuss this together. So for number four, he's got blaming your partner for your own emotions. And we say take this with a grain of salt because yeah. we have kind of – what we've picked up is this codependency and emotions within that. Yeah. So I guess the biggest problem about codependent tendencies 
is that they breed resentment. So if you're in a bad mood for some reason or if they're in a bad mood for some reason, you obviously can get frustrated and they need attention and they need you to be there for them. And that's totally understandable. Mm -hmm. But it's almost if it becomes an expectation that your life revolves around the other person's emotional well-being you have to be there to make them feel better so you need to take responsibility for your own emotions and accept your partner to be responsible for their own correct as well yes there's like there's a huge difference or there's a subtle difference between mm. being supportive of your partner and being obligated to your partner so so true yeah. so being obligated to make them feel better yeah that's that's You're not obliged to make you. anyone feel no. better. You want to be able to make them feel better. But but being supportive to your partner when yeah. they are feeling down. Obligation huh. versus support. Yeah, love that. I love that. Number five, we've got displays of loving jealousy. I hate it. Yeah, not a fan. So it, it is getting pissed off when your yep. partner talks, touches, calls, texts, hangs out or sneezes in the general <laughs> vicinity of another person and then proceeding to take that anger out on your partner and attempt to control their behavior. It's almost like just emotional manipulation. I think jealousy, a little bit of jealousy, they're going, oh, that guy was talking to you, but it's almost like a funny little thing. And you go, yeah, he was. What are you going to do about it? It's just like a little flirty thing because they're like, oh, like she's... You obviously care. That person's in demand. They're still in care. But it goes, it's caring to absolute dog shit insanity to the yeah. dog shit insanity when you know if someone looks at you in your general direction and they're like oh like uh, yeah. you want to go me bro you want to go me bro Maybe or they're like you know have to Push my side. how about that <laughs> i literally had this the other day though with someone that i used to sleep with like i felt like i was at a party and they were kind of like watching me the whole time or like coming to talk to me when there was like another person around me and i was like are you jealous like what what's the vibe here like yeah i thought we were in a cool space but like i don't know it was really really odd to me have you ever experienced like that kind of jealousy? i have remember that time you me and madeline yes were out yes and i saw my guy friends oh yes <laughs> oh my god yeah so it was like you're with all your friends and you're just like but having like, a good like, time you're surrounded by guys and they just instantly have freaked out yeah but i left with them we all left with them and he such a ran out remember he ran out after and was just like what are you doing and i was like i'm going home back to these guys place it's such a dick swinging contest isn't it when guys are jealous like then you're like you're not even that interested in me why are you why why are you pissed off that i'm talking to someone else like we weren't even anything yeah it just we weren't at that spot where it was like you could be jealous Exactly. Because I put up with some shit through that. Exactly. And I wasn't jealous of that. I was like, you go do you, babe. You go do you. You go do you. But it's, yeah, it is interesting because it's almost like this loving jealousy of them get like going, oh, like what what's happening here? Or them like kind of crowding you and stuff. It's lack of communication. It comes off as controlling and manipulative. It just, I mean, it shows just a lack of trust yeah. in general, which but, I think is really silly. But you know what is really surprising? Yes. Is that if some people say that their partner isn't jealous, that that somehow means that they don't love them. No. It means that their partner trusts them. Yes. Like, it, it doesn't mean that they don't love them or love mm-hmm. them any any less or like them any less. It's just because they trust them and they don't they don't feel like they have to be this macho man or this like yeah they're sassy so woman. comfortable in their relationship so in their relationship <sighs> that they don't need they don't need to be like that. My ex it, it, like he was very good like yeah. he never was jealous or anything like that. Like I'd be running around the party just but not even like flirting mm. with other people but just running a mark and he's just like you go girl you keep doing what you're doing and I'm like thanks dude. Love your work. And then for number six, we've got buying the solutions <laughs> to relationship problems. Now, I know 
We all love presents. Uh, it could be your love language, receiving gifts. But I think it's the age-old thing of like buying flowers when you fuck up. So yeah. then you just see flowers as something to cover you up them being an asshole. You know I for someone being an asshole? Yeah, I find it. And they were delivered on my car. Like I think it's like, sorry, let's move on. And then you can buy flowers to me early, you know, later in the week. But I guess this is the thing, like when you have a massive fight or you're always like, it's sweeping it under yeah. the rug. So it's like every time you fuck up, you expect a gift. Yeah. Does but that you know, mean you make, you start fighting again? So exactly. then you're unconsciously going, give me more gifts. But you know what's even worse than mm. just a gift? What? A ring. <laughs> Getting married. No! Or like, having a baby. Some people think that getting married or having a baby is going to solve their issues. That's another kettle of fish. You know what? It's not. Just saying. Just saying. So what is it saying to do instead? So obviously deal with the problem. If trust was broken or you were upset about it, talk about it and try to rebuild. Obviously, you know, someone might feel ignored or underappreciated, but you need to talk about ways to restore these feelings of appreciation through communication. Don't just buy a fucking gift and go here. I'm really sorry. I upset you, but you never fucking talk about it ever again. Because what do we say? Fucking communication. Correct. We had so much to say about this topic that we've actually decided to split it into two parts. So this is part one and stay tuned for part two. Yeah, bitch. Let it drop.